fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our scenario is Highway of Blood. It was written by Alex Gillott and Ian Christensen, and it's from Critical Hit Publishing. Uh, it's available for download from DriveThruRPG. Our game master is Ian Christensen, and this is episode five. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Ian? All right. So we left off. Um, Richard, you were uh, getting back into the Nova with John Thunder and yep. driving back around... Um, to the Blood of the Lamb Pentecostal Church up on, uh, I think it's Church Road was the name of the road. <clears throat> yep. So, and it's like dawn, basically, around this time, you know, um, a little after dawn. So the church is sitting atop a little rise near the center of town. Um, it's faded, wooden country church. Single narrow steeple reaches up into the cloudless sky. It's metal roof covered with a patina of rust. The belfry shutters are closed and look as if they haven't been opened in 50 years. Uh, the front doors were once painted blue, but most of the paint has long since crumbled away, revealing only gray weathered pine beneath. Uh, there's a series of four tall windows which line each side of the church. They're stained glass depicting unidentifiable martyrs being executed in various gruesome ways. Uh, the front steps are in disrepair, but still functional. Um, the church itself is surrounded by a three foot high picket fence whose condition suggests it was built around the same time as the church, presumably the early 1800s. Uh, to the left of the church is an ancient cemetery with slate headstones and a single rustic mausoleum. Um, as you're kind of looking, as you're driving around the church, around to the back, mm -hmm. um, you can see primitive talismans hanging over the windows and the front door, uh, which seem to be fashioned from bones and sinew. Okay. Um, oh yes. You still there? Yep. Yep. So uh, it was John, right? That was the uh, Native American's name. Yeah. Yeah. John Thunder. Sorry, I was John. lagging out for a second there. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, John, John, uh, you think someone here can help us? We have to talk to Billy. He's the only other man in this town that I trust. Well, I, I really appreciate it, but where 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 can we hide this car? Here, around the back. So as you drive around back, you can see there is like a big kind of set of like scrub bushes and stuff there that you can pull the car up into to some degree. And there's bits of wood and stuff lying around. You can move stuff around to try to conceal the car. While you do that, John says, you 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 know, you conceal the car. I will go and let Billy know we're here. Okay. He, he might still be drunk. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so right. he goes around to a door at the back um, and, and knocks on it while you're... Yep, I will uh, start concealing the car like he asked. No. Okay. Check, check on Mary. How's she doing? Uh, let's see. She's still breathing shallowly. She's um, pretty much just totally passed out now. She's really weak yeah okay all right once i uh, get the car sufficiently hidden away i'm gonna just kind of lean up against it because i don't want to i want to respect what john asked me to do 
Then let him go in first. Yeah, so the door opens and uh, the old old man uh, standing there, well, not as old as John, perhaps. <laughs> uh, wild gray hair, rings his head like a halo, his dark, watery eyes. Um, <clears throat> he's wearing black pants, a short-sleeved black shirt. Uh, he's, you know, his clerical collar is, is still on loosely. Um, he's not wearing any shoes. Kind of hard to difficult or kind of hard to, to gauge his age, but you saw him in the bar. Mm -hmm. I, I think your first day here. So yeah, well, that was just yesterday. <laughs> yeah, he, he's probably somewhere between sixty and seventy years of age, you'd reckon. Um, you hear him talking lowly with John, and, and then he gestures. He says, "Well, come on in quickly," okay. and John walks in. You come into basically it's a small yeah. apartment at the back of the church. Yeah that you come into. You can right. see uh, a double barrel shotgun leaning up against a television set. Nice. And I brought my rifle and machete and I carried Marianne with me. I don't, she doesn't need to sit out in the heat. Okay. Lug her up, carry her in. Okay. Yeah. And at this, you know, the, the Reverend like looks shocked. He's what, what happened to her? He's like, I, I go, well, I, I found her, uh, up in the, uh, up up there with that crazy group up there uh the other re the reverend was uh other reverend was cutting her cutting her up like grinding her up for sausage what yeah or dr brenner sorry the the doctor was grinding her up for sausage and uh i i got her out of there but i i can't seem to staunch the bleeding jesus john you were right you said you were in trouble and you needed help, but I don't think I can provide the kind of help that she needs. He starts to kind of pray. Yeah. Uh, do I recognize what uh, denomination he is? Yeah, it's Pentecostal. Yeah, okay, he's Pentecostal. All right. Well, well any uh, any help you can uh, provide is appreciated. I mean, you know, said I... I I kind of whispered to him. I was like, I don't think she's going to make it, but at least we gave her a shot. So this is, this is Austin's doing? This happened at the compound, you said? Yeah, it did. It did. Um, I didn't, I, I just saw the Reverend Austin uh, briefly as I was fleeing. So, but I imagine he had to be in on it because uh, he sent his, uh, men after after us as we fled like i said dr brenner was the one that was doing the actual butchery dr brenner never yeah. would have thought he'd be involved in something like that but he won't be again i uh had to take him out to get out of there i see <sighs> and um <clears throat> I mentioned John Thunder him. pulls out that uh, that book again uh -huh. that he had with him, and uh, he'll sit down. Let me find the uh, the bit here I need. Um, also mentioned that they grabbed the bartender this morning. Why? I don't know. Uh, 
I ran into John uh, at, outside his shop, and he uh, they were grabbing the bartender wall at that moment. It seemed like they're roughing him up, but there was too many for me to, to even be of help. Let's see. I, that that book, John. And John says, yes. He says, maybe it's important. Maybe you will know what it is. He says, <clears throat> I want to go, was it here? Over a year ago, a young girl came running into my shop. She had this book with her. Looked half mad. She shoved the book into my hands and said, save them, and then fed up, uh, fled the shop, running out into the night. Hmm. I can't make much sense of it, any sense of it, and Billy hasn't been able to to notice much either. Did you ever see her again, or had you ever seen her before? No, she was not local. There aren't very many women around here. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that. Like, uh, what was the book? Was it like a published book, or a... you gonna look at it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, I mean, he's basically handing it to you. Oh yeah. It's um, the cover is the first thing that strikes you out. It seems to be made of some kind of black snake skin. Okay. And it has silver lettering on the cover that reads De Vermis Mysterious. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't recognize recognize that. And I open it up and uh, assume it's, it's in Latin. Yeah, no, I don't speak Latin. So I was like, huh. It's like, I wonder what she was doing with this. I mean, I I have no idea. I just close it. What she mean? Give me a um, give me a power check, please. Okay. Ugh. Uh, regular. A regular. Yeah. Uh, is it a successful power roll? Yes. You hear a serpent-like female voice in your head that says, "I." Did, he, did anyone else hear a hear that? John? No? No. No. But I've heard it before. What in the hell? It's the woman. She's a a force of evil in this area. Encountered her when I was almost a child, a young man anyway. Once with a friend, we had been drinking. We encountered this woman out on the backbone. She was beautiful. And I don't know what came over us, but we began to fight over her immediately. Really? 
unfortunately or perhaps fortunately, my friend got the better of me. And the last thing I remember was picking myself up off the ground and seeing them walking away in the distance as she peered at me over her shoulder. Her eyes glistened in unnatural, almost a yellow glowing color as she did so. And I could have sworn she had a forked tongue. Mm. Wow. Uh, uh, I hope to not offend you, but had you been drinking at the time? Copiously. Oh. But my friend was never seen again. Yeah, well. I mean, it was almost 70 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was... uh... Man, that was a long time ago. Uh, is uh, where where this occurred? I'm assuming it's somewhere around here, or I mean, if I'm hearing her now, not far from here. Yes, is it up near their compound? Oh no, it was the backbone out east of here. Okay, before the. Uh, before there was a compound there per se. Right. I thought maybe that's where it happened and that's why there's something out there in the water that makes people go crazy. Well, well if you think the water makes people crazy, you can blame all that on the uranium mines nearby, Billy says. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, that would definitely cause a problem. I mean, but this. Now, I can't ma- imagine it make people into cannibals like this. Like, have have you ever? Mary was talking about a red house. Do you have any idea what she could have been talking about? I said her friends they were both, take- They both shake their head. No. Billy says no. I've never heard of anything like that around here. Hmm. Yeah, she said her had some friends in in a red house. What's your plan, Billy says. Well, John tells me half the town's out looking for you. It is. So my plan is to uh, lay low, and uh, they're going to be out out looking uh, looking around. And I got to get out of here. I mean, I have I I came with two two friends, but I have no idea where to even start looking for them. There's no way I could go back to that compound, which is where I think they would be, but there's no way I could get in there by myself. Where did you last see them? Uh, I described the road where where I last saw and where they where where we killed Seth. Right. Yeah. And then they injected me with the horse tranquilizer, and I haven't seen them since. If they were captured. You may, uh, you may never see them again. Yeah, I. That's what I'm afraid of. I mean, poor Chris. He just just started. Yeah, I was supposed to take care of him, but, but I mean, if I go back in there and I get grabbed again, you know, no one's going to know about this, and we can't get in here and take care of these people. They've got to be stopped. Why? Why would they do this? Why would they do something like this? 
And what are they doing with people? You said I, they ground her into sausage? Yeah. Yeah, you had a, a meat grinder and everything. And yeah, it, he was keeping her alive even. Like, like, I mean, we don't even do that to cows. We kill them and, and then turn them into meat. I don't know what's wrong with him. But yeah, so yeah, I, I got to hide out, and then I'm going to try and sneak out of here at night. All right, and what if they come here? They come here? I mean, you know, I don't know. Do you have a storm shelter or something that they don't know of? Hmm. Not a storm shelter, but I might be able to hide you in the, uh, well, the church has a cellar. They might not notice it. Yeah, I mean, that'd be probably our, our best shot. I mean, you know, like, I've got a vehicle, but they seem to... They took care of my uh, my vehicle I brought here, which was a lot better than the one I currently have. <laughs> That's ironic. None of those bastards have put in this place in 10 years. <laughs> that would be ironic. <laughs> well, I guess we better get you and her down there. And he looks over at her. He says, is she? And if you look, she's no longer breathing. Okay. Well, I uh, I say my Hail Mary over her and, hmm. uh, and uh, go, well, like I said, I didn't think Do you know she who was, she was? No, she's just some some girl I woke up next to. She said she came out here with a Robert and a Jimmy. I assume they were her friends, but yeah, Mary Ellen was her name. That's all I know. Well, the situation's desperate. Uh, say a quick prayer, but we'll have to put her down in the cellar with you for now. Yeah, I, case... I agree. I agree with that. You can't have her get found. That would make the situation a lot worse. So I'll take you around to um, um, to into the church, which connects via another door from this apartment. Mm -hmm. There's a direct connection to the church, so he can take you in there. Um, and around um, to the right side of the altar if you're facing it. Right. Um, there's an area where there's like a, a hatch door leads down to a small little cellar for, you know, just keeping whatever kind of goods you need, you know. Right. Um, While we're going, I'm, I'm going to ask storage. him. I'll ask him about the little totems that we saw on the church windows and stuff. Mm, John makes those. He says they can... Uh, uh, they should be able to, to protect me from the sight of the snake woman of the desert or whatever. John says, yes, well, make fun all you want, but I see you have them all still in place. Well, John, if uh, if you say they work and you got one to spare, I could I could use any help I any help out there. That's what they look like. Okay. 
like a tree. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, um, so they get her down into the cellar and you down into the cellar. Um, probably give you a, a kerosene lamp. There's extra kerosene down there anyway. So you, right. you, know, you can have some kind of source of light. So you're not just okay. stuck in the dark with a corpse. Yeah. <laughs> you're stuck in a dimly lit basement with a corpse. Or dimly That's right. Lit cellar with a corpse. Um, and um, it gives you one of those uh, what do they call them? One of those uh, fetish things, you know, the uh, right. right. It's the on talisman. A, right. It's on a thong. Just I'll, in case. I'll put it around my neck. Or whatever. So. All right. Back at the cave. Now, Dr. Quinn, Christopher Baines. The sun has risen. It's a little after dawn. Um, you can... You know, you're inside the cave a little bit, uh, but you can still feel the heat from outside starting to rise already. You might be yeah. thinking about maybe moving a little bit deeper into the uh, the cave, perhaps. Uh, possibly. Um, I want. Now, can I? Can we assume that uh, oh, yes. the desert the, the desert goes like this, and then it starts to rise up, and then that's where the cave is with the hills or mountains behind it yes um so we can see, see from the mouth of the cave if we stand there we can see down into the valley if anybody is coming i do believe so yes uh, yeah. i'll double check my map but that sounds uh sounds right to me i just want to see which way it faces exactly okay here's the caves so yes uh you're looking down so to the left would be the old mining company lands which would be uh east of your current location. West of your current location would be the homestead. You can't see the homestead from the mouth of the cave because the homestead is actually further north and the cave mouth faces south. Um, but if you step out of the cave and look east, you can see abattoir, or sorry, west, you can see abattoir in the distance. Um, in fact, if you step out of the cave mouth and look around, then you'll be able to see the homestead as well. Yeah. So I want to stay far enough side. inside the cave so that we're not in the sun. Mm-hmm. But I want to be able to see if any anyone is going to be able to see. Yeah, there is one long road that kind of leads up here from where the main, you know, roads all seem right. to, to gather. You know, in the in the backbone here, they're all dirt roads, like I said. But um, there's the head south, and then kind of southeast, it winds around until it reaches down further south to where I think also together. if there's any large rocks or things that we could use in our hand if we need to bash somebody in the head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There's plenty of rocks around. You can pick up so, a rock. Have something ready for that if we need Because we don't really have any weapons, right? Pocket knife. You got a pocket knife? Yeah. yeah. And a cop on a string. You do see cars are out driving around, but none of them come anywhere really near um, this cave. None of them come up the road that leads up here. Uh, none of them even go very far down the road next to it that leads kind of somewhat in this direction. They don't seem to be coming out here as they're driving out around, kind of searching the desert, looking for signs of escapees. And you what see you... currently, you see about three cars out there kind of in different areas around the uh, 
the desert. You see cars kind of, uh, or, you know, would you know, you're too far away, you wouldn't be able to see cars, but obviously you'd see, see traffic going, you'd occasionally see traffic going between the homestead and abattoir as well. So what do you think, Chris? Um, Can't go out wandering in this heat. I'm sorry, you're really quiet. I said we can't go wandering out in this heat, I wouldn't think. No. I think we need to just stay here. We got to keep vigilant for something coming from the outside and from the inside. And maybe when it gets dark, we'll venture out. But where are we going to go? Back to the town? We'd have to pass by the... We'd have to pass by the compound to do that, would we not? No. That's that miles away. Yeah. Miles away, um, yeah. Well, is the... What what was the moon like last night? Is it a full moon or is it a, just a partial moon? Or I'm trying to remember now. I think we asked this question before, didn't we? Maybe we did. Mm-hmm. It's, I guess the question is, is what was the light like uh, out in the desert at night? Uh, if there were if there were no clouds and if there was a little moonlight, then we could sort of see. I'm just thinking we could sneak out of here at night. And even if we had to go back in that direction, if we could get back to abattoir, abattoir, we could get help or we could get the hell out of here, you know. Mm -hmm. Certainly, unless we want to go deeper into the cave, I think it's our best bet. I see any reason why we would want to go deeper into the cave unless it gets really hot. That's what I mean. That's what I'm thinking, like for stay cool. And if and if somebody so, comes, if somebody's coming towards the cave, we'll go deeper in there with our rocks in our hands and wait for them to come inside and bash their heads in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the moon was full six days ago. Okay, so we've still got we've got a yeah. waning gibbous moon. Mm-hmm. Um, we just have to watch out for night creatures like scorpions and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Give me listen rolls, both of you. 27. What is that? 22. Uh, I did not pass. I don't have really good hearing. Okay, Chris, you made it. So that's it. Yep. So you hear something faint from within the cave. Um, Sounds like children's voices almost, like saying something quickly back and forth, but in like a nonsensical language. It doesn't sound like English words to you. Um, and they're getting louder and they're getting louder rapidly and now you can hear a sound underneath the sound of these voices chittering that sounds like footfalls we gotta go we gotta go we gotta go what kids the kids there's kids coming up from the, from the inside but I gotta go outside then I guess yeah is there a place to hide or something we go out you got all those burnt side. out wrecks you got all those burnt out wrecks out there you could hide in amongst those we got to find a big one and hide. Just, just find right. some place we can hide. Hide on the other side of it. Sure, one that that used to be a van. Those kids are fucking wild. We can get swarmed by those kids. We don't so know guys, how many there are. You guys rush out there into the early morning heat. What's the temperature today? I think it's gonna get up to 113 degrees Fahrenheit today. Um, oh wait, didn't I find an old tire iron? Yeah, oh, I've got did. an old. I've yeah, got an old yeah, tire we had two iron. Of them. Oh. We yeah. More than yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. You were going to make a torch out of one of them. That's right. About. Yeah, that's right. Good call. But anyway, you run out anyway and kind of duck behind this old burnt out van and watch. And you see 12 of these kids come out of the cave and beeline, ignoring the roads, whatever, just right across the, uh, the desert out straight towards Abattoir. And as they start to move out away from the cave and are now out in the sun, they start to like disappear. It's, it's like a camouflage. You, they start to kind of shimmer and then they're hard to see and then they fade in with the environment and then occasionally they look like tumbling duck, uh, uh, tumbleweeds and then, you know, they have some kind of weird magical camouflage about them, which is going to require a sanity roll, by the way, for both of you. For having oh, seen 12 that, of these things come out of the cave. That's a fail. I got a 12. I passed. I didn't pass. Okay. Uh, I'm never going to think of tumbleweeds the same way again. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oops, that's not the one. Here it is. Uh, sand loss. You failed, you said, uh, Dr. Quinn, yeah? I failed. Okay, you lose three points standing. Chris, you passed? Or did you fail? Yeah, I got a 12, 12 out of... So you don't lose any standing. I got a really good pass. My God. There they're like able to blend in with the environment. How would we even see they were there? That's so freaky. You now know, do you think do you think that was all of them? Can we go into the cave safely now, you think? That's what I'm wondering. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe we go see maybe they've got food or water or something. Yeah. Hopefully water. We could at least run in and run out and wait for them and hide in a car or something for when they come back if we had let's, to. Let's wait a minute and make sure there's not more of them coming out. But then, yeah, let's go in. Like, good, do a good listen. Like, listen really intently in the cave. Okay. Give me a listen roll. Yeah, I would be doing the same thing. 27. 27. That's a pass. I have a 30. Yeah, you don't hear anything now. It's quiet. I don't know right. anything. It's quiet. Well, let's keep our uh, tire irons ready. And a rock um, in the other hand. Yeah. Okay. I'm holding mine kind of like a like a Great sword. Game. So I've got the, the nut side on one end. And I've got the pointy end on the other. <laughs> what about light sources? Oh, yeah. We need something, oh. don't we? Do we have a lighter? We do. I have a lighter. You have a lighter. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna tear strips off of my shirt and wad them up to make a a kind of a torch. I don't know how long it's gonna last. We don't have an oil oil source. All these racks. Well, you think their oil is still good? Let's try it. That's gonna be noxious. Like just unscrew it and I don't know. That's all. I can think of. Yeah, you yeah. might be able to whip up a, a couple of makeshift torches that way, yeah? Okay. Okay. And then you go into the cave. Now, the keys, let me see here. 
that in a little bit. There we go. I can see better. <clears throat> so yeah, it's um, pretty much sandstone all throughout, and um, this is natural, like a natural form cave. This is not a man-made cave at all that you're in here. Okay, so it's not like perfect. There's no right angles, anything of that sort. You know, not a mine or anything. Ceiling height varies anywhere from you know like five feet to you know 20 30 feet in different points same with the width of the tunnels etc but for lack of expediency unless something uh major changes i'm just going to continue with the you know approximation of distance traveled <clears throat> so as you walk in the caves kind of continue in uh north northeast anyway um for several cool. hundred feet <clears throat> I was just to say, we want to look for signs to see if we can tell where the kids came from, because we're looking for where they were bivouacked in yep. here. Look for footprints. Oh, okay. Give me track them. rolls. Oh. No. Okay. I have 25, and I got a 14. Nice. Okay. Yeah, you can see which way they came from. So as you follow up, you go up several hundred feet, and it starts to curve around a little bit more north. Uh, goes up several hundred more feet before coming to a junction um, where you can go either left or right. Um, the footprints um, come from the right. Okay. I was going to say my, they used to have one of those big uh, hedge mazes. And uh, if you're in one of those, the, the best option is to always keep the wall on your right. And eventually you will work your way through the maze. There'll yeah. always be, you know, you'll do this, but you'll eventually come out. So yeah. yeah, always always choose the right. Okay. I'm good with that. Okay. So you go right. And the tunnel widens a bit. It gets pretty wide and you know, high ceiling here for a while. And continues on for several hundred feet again. Um probably a couple a couple football field lengths at least before coming to another kind of there's a tunnel which leads off to the left or the main wider tunnel continues on kind of straight ahead curving a little bit around to the right let's say keep keep going forward then yeah let's keep going for now we can come back okay. to this to keep going forward um, as you're going forward then it also yeah. gives you the advantage that you, if you want to go back out the way you came, you just put your hand on the left and then go the left all the way out. Still quite wide and high ceilinged natural cavern here. Um, <clears throat> when you come to kind of an open area where there is a tunnel leading off to the left, there is a tunnel leading off to the right, and then of course the main tunnel continuing on straight ahead that you're in. To the right? Do you want to hmm? sure. go right? Okay. Follow your rules. Turn right. The tunnels narrow and close in a bit on you again. Um, go around for uh, a few hundred feet and then starts to curve around to the left some more uh, when you come to a junction, which then leads right or left. Right. Go right. Right. Go around about a hundred feet and come into a large, a kind of eggplant-shaped room cavern if you will um i should say cavern because it's not at all constructed 
Um, and it's a dead end. Okay. So nothing here, nothing, no signs of habitation or anything. No. So we turn around, but we still keep our hand on the right so that mm -hmm. go back and go the other way, which would now be right anyway. Okay. Yep. Uh, goes down about four or 500 feet, narrowing all the way down until it's only like maybe a few feet wide and about a five foot high. You kind of crouch down. Um, and then you come to a junction right or left. Right. It widens and opens up again. Um, and you come to another big kind of dead end. Okay. Mm -hmm. so keep um, following back. your rules. Keep following. Okay. Now, when we get to the end of a tunnel that we know is a dead end going that way, um, we go back to the nearest junction and we should do something to mark it so that we don't bother yeah. going down there. Again. Something they can't kids can't see in case they come in after us. We don't want them to. You got a pocket knife? You can put a little scratch. Yeah, a little scratch on the wall. Do an Arnie sock with some free. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now you're following this. Um, back the temperature in here while. is cool, a lot cooler. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. It's that underground steady. What is it? Fifty-six degrees Fahrenheit. Fifty-six degrees. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's darn right chilly. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, as you're coming back around now here, um, like, yeah, you go on for several hundred feet more, and it starts to open up ahead of you into what looks like a big gallery, like a big, just a big open area. Um, like a long, Ceiling height long... here is more than 80 feet. Stalagmites Ooh. and stalactites stain dark red from iron deposits. The smell of sulfur is strong. And... In here, now, at, when you reach this gallery, you can go left, which give me um, navigation rules. Oh, no. I like, don't think I even have anything remote. Okay. No, not right. at all. Nope. So you can go left or right. Give me listen rules, though. Nope. Boy, I failed all these rolls. <laughs> I got a 29 out of 30. The kids okay. are back from the grocery store. You can hear the sound of scurrying and high-pitched squeaks reminiscent of bats coming from the left. No, they could be bats. Bats are harmless. You can't eat them. We but there may be them. large piles of guano on the ground, which you got to be careful because there are carnivorous bugs that... You don't want to trip and fall and land in that. Um, yeah, stay, stick to the right. Sounds good. Okay. So you turn to the right and go down about uh, 700 feet. It does a quick kind of hard turn to the left and right zigzag kind of thing, um, but comes to a dead end. Okay. Work our way back to the junction. Oh my gosh. Okay. Coming back over to the gallery. You're it's right. I got you... a T-shirt by now. Huh? Well, it's <laughs> the oil that's Dr. the oil that's Dr. doing Quinn's... most of the burning. Oh right, mm. right, true. Yeah. Um, so you get back to the gallery again. You hear all the the loud squeaking and stuff. Um, What's that squeaking? Can we pinpoint it? Toy chip to see if I see bats. Don't don't it's, disturb. It's them. echoing all around this chamber. It's kind of hard to pinpoint it. Okay. 
Well, let's just be careful. You should be able to see piles of guano on the ground if there's bats. Here you do, do we combination of sandstone and limestone. Do we see any like piles of guano poop? Uh, give me a spot hidden roll. We should smell it if it's like, it smells like ammonia. Oh, I got a 20. Yeah, I, that's uh, better than half. You do see some, some signs of, of poop, but it's not that poop. You're, oh. you're, um, do you have a natural history or whatever natural world skill? Or? Uh, 10%. But I got biology. No, give me your biology roll. That'll work. Uh, yeah, 15 out of 65. So that's almost... This is more like rat poop. Rat. rat poop. It's, Rats it's actually, squeaking. it's pretty large. How? And those things over there, kind of like towards the middle of the chamber, that, those look like burrows. R-O-U-S's? Shit. Not donkeys. We might have something bigger, like badgers or... Badgers in caves? Cave badgers? There's no such thing. Come on. But those do look like tunnels, and those that does look like rat poop. But big rat poop. We should be quiet. We don't want to have to have deal with animals and little children with filed-down teeth. All right. Let's just be quiet and cautious. Keep walking forward. Yeah. And as you do so, um, <clears throat> swarms of these mutant rat things pile out of the burrows behind you. Some of these things are as high as three feet at the shoulder. Oh, shit. But they have no rear legs. They seem to just drag themselves around with their front legs. Um, they also, like, as you see, as you thrust the torch kind of and look, they seem to be have blind eyes like moles. Um, and they're not, um, they're not, they're not very hairy either. They're like mangy or something. I don't know, but, uh, but they're hideous. They're huge and they're coming towards you aggressively. Wave the torch, um, like the smell give me sanity of loss. stuff. Give, or give me sanity loss. Give me sanity rolls. <laughs> give me sanity loss. Uh, it's a, is it a seven? Ooh, no, it's 93. 16. I'm good. You're good? Okay, no sand loss. How'd you do, Tom? Sorry. I'm bad. I got a 93. Okay. You see the swarm of giant rats, you lose a point of sanity. Um, um, they're not very fast, though. You could outrun them pretty easily. Let's go. They're, they're pretty slow, Dr. Quinn. We should get the hell out of here. But now they're, you, they're behind us. Now they're forcing us deeper into the cave. Well, right? you run away from them a little ways. I assume you're Right. Thinking that's why you're still moving away from them. Um, and you come up to a four-way junction again, which you recognize having been here before. You, last time you came here, you went down the tunnel, which is now on your left. You came from the tunnel ahead of you. Well, let's take the next right-hand tunnel. Yeah, which is yeah. the only um, one you haven't done yet. Might as well keep exploring while we're being chased. Yeah, the rats um, come after you for a little while, but uh, they give up the chase pretty quickly. They can't keep up with you. Okay. Holy crap. Do you think they're mutated because of the uranium in the ground? 
from what you see on TV shows and movies, that could be the that makes sense to me. I've never seen such really large rats. Well, I haven't seen kids that could disappear walking through the desert either. This place is a freak show. Yeah, I'm having a freak out moment. I, I I thought we were. Are we hallucinating? Because, uh, I mean, cannibals. I can understand cannibals. Cannibals are people that eat people, but disappearing children with filed down teeth and giant rat things. Are are we hallucinating? Oh, but we're, how could we be hallucinating the same thing? How do we know we're seeing the same thing? I'm I'm just hoping that we can find out. It, maybe we'll come out on the other side of the mountain. Now let's keep going. I hope there's no Balrogs in here. Lord of the Rings. Hopefully there's not a little fairy bridge that's a thousand feet above the ground for a chasm. Because I ain't crossing that. <laughs> let's keep going. Okay. Sounds good. Just keep on going. This time, you keep come listening. To another... Pay attention. Pay attention behind this time, in case those things come back behind us. Like I'll, all right. I'll look back. Mm -hmm. This time, it's a narrower passage, which goes on for oh, close to a thousand feet or so before it Ooh. finally comes to uh, a junction. You can turn right or left. Still all natural cave formations here. Right. So you go right. Go down a few hundred feet. Um, the descending limestone passage is clogged with stalagmites and stalactites. There is slightly warmer air rising up the passage and carrying with it a sickeningly sweet smell that catches in the back of the throat, leaving a bad taste. It opens into a large vaulted cave 150 feet across. The floor is covered with a thick layer of rotting plant matter and bones. In the center, there's a 30-foot depression lined with some kind of sand or powder. The remnants of nine massive eggs lay scattered about the depression. Sprawled dead among the remains is the body of a massive serpent. Since much of it looks to have been eating, eaten, the thickest point of its body is at least two feet in diameter. What the hell is that? Do we need to do sanity rolls again? <laughs> Yes. You never encountered uh, a giant snake before, have you? No. That's Holy. a 93. I failed. All right. I, you lose three points sanity. I, I wouldn't have failed if I hadn't already lost some points, but now I've You lost failed. another point of sanity, Dr. Quinn. All right. How is getting this? pretty close to your uh, threshold, though. How, how is this possible? There's, there's, there's not a jungle or anything out here. Natural world, biology, anything like that? Yeah. Uh, oh, one. Oh, this snake would have to be as, at least 50 feet in length. Yeah, I, I, so I, I can understand that living in a jungle where it's got ample monkeys and animals. Oh, it's eating the rats. As you're kind of looking around us and you see the, the eggs, um, you figure the others in the nest probably fed on this one after it died. So the snake eggs hatched 
and the snake babies might be around. Oh. Looking at some of these bones, you see the remain. There's the remains of at least a dozen coyotes here, and um, probably at, oh, about as many humans as well. It's eating the kids, and it's eating the. Well, watch out! We got to. I, I make sure I got your rock to smash the thing in the head if it comes at you. Oh, I got my rock and my torch. Are, are the, is this plant matter like decayed plant matter, like crushed? Like I, I'm, I get the bodies and the or bones, mold. But what, is, what is this plant matter you said? That's rotting plant matter and bones. Yeah, just natural. Rotting. Oh, yeah. Oh, natural stuff. Okay, okay. But it's in it's inside the cave. Oh boy. There's no. We don't see any like. I don't know what snake holes. I mean, I come from Texas. I'm sure I've seen snakes in holes, snake holes before. Um, no, you don't see snake holes. Although, if these things are two feet in diameter and fifty feet long, all these tunnels you're walking through could be snake holes. Jeez. Oh wait, I'm from New Jersey. I probably okay. don't know what. I think we go there. back the other direction. <laughs> Let's skip the snake tunnel. Well, this is a dead end anyway. This is the end. Oh. So. Wait, do we just? A little cross my mind seeing all these bodies is there like clothing and stuff or is it just bones and stuff it's just bones yeah okay so there's no chance of any weapons or anything like that kicking around no. No. any more cloth remnants you might find some more cloth remnants rags and stuff yeah well i'll grab some of those to continue our uh, torches mm-hmm. mm. Good call. Yeah, and if you want your crowbar free for use, you could probably take one of these leg bones and leg bones. Yeah, I'll, I'll do something like that. <laughs> a big femur sure. bone. With Why not? Wrapped around it. Something humorous. Okay. Oh, wow. Ba-da-ba. Okay, back back to you, Richard. <laughs> your lightheartedness in this situation is not appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> the door down to the cellar opens up. Okay, and uh, how long, how long had I been down there? Uh, an hour, maybe. Okay, I probably would have uh, taken, tried to take it at least, close my eyes and tried to take a nap or something. Mm-hmm. Always sleep when you can. Yeah, and so Billy thrusts his old head in the doorway, the you know the mm-hmm. trap door. Says, "Hey, something weird's going on. Maybe you better come up here." Okay. I uh, ascend up the uh, steps. You know, what, what's, what's up? Well, two of them cars had just pulled up out here and six rough boys climbed out of them and was walking up to the church. When all of a sudden they just all stopped, turned around, got back in their cars and drove off. Hmm. Did they uh, go around back where my car is stashed? No, they didn't get that far. They pulled up front. Hmm. Easy. John comes walking in through the front door of the church. Says, "The church bell is ringing at the compound. Looks like they're all going back there." Oh, good, good. Uh, does that bell ring often? Uh, usually for services. Okay. I assume. No, not very often. Okay. All right. Definitely not very often on a Monday or Tuesday morning, whatever it is now. Right. Tuesday. 
Okay. All right. Well, if they're they're all going back, I'm going to try and get out of your hair. I mean, you guys have taken a risk for me already. Like, do you got any? Where, where are you gonna go? Try and get back to the the highway, or you know, I'm gonna take Mary with me. She her family deserves to at least get her body back. He's like, it, it, do you know of any way to get back there, back to the highway that's not through town? Or no. past, past that compound? Um, let me double check my map again real quick here. There's only one way back, you know, the way you came in mm-hmm. 385. That's the only way, the main highway that way. Otherwise, you have to go out um, out past compound. Yeah, you'd have to go well, well past the compound if you're going to try to. Uh, I mean, even then, you're driving out across the desert. You want to stock up, make sure you have full tank of gas, plenty of water, don't get lost. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, but, you're off-roading it. Yeah, and uh, I'm not sure how my uh, vehicle. It's set up for uh, cross country. Yeah, you've already driving. been out on those roads on the backbone. You, you know how bad they can be. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to um, ask uh, Billy as I go. And, hey, uh, you think you could draw on a map where where you that that girl was? Where you saw that girl? Uh, you mean to John? Oh, to John. Oh, that was John. That that it, that occurred to. Okay, yeah. So John had yeah, where where you saw that that girl that went off with your friend? Oh, yeah, probably. It's been a long time though. Yeah. How well, accurate? How close it get you? Well, I mean, anything to point point us in the right direction, you know, is because I heard her. I know I heard her. So. There's something something going on that, you know, doesn't seem to fit. Okay. No, yeah, so. he'll pull up a map and mark an area on there um, east of the compound. Okay. About how far east? Uh, a few miles, I think. A couple miles. Okay. So somewhere that I could, I could reasonably, because now that Mary's gone, I mean, I don't have quite as much pressure on me to, you know, try and get her to someplace safe. So the uh, investigative uh, cop in me is starting to come back out. Yeah, you don't don't have to worry about getting her to safety now. No, mm-hmm. she did mention her boys out there somewhere, but yeah, she did in a red house. I'm just wondering. Maybe that was out there. Yeah, it's a couple mi- couple miles east of the uh, compound square. Okay. I might try and uh, I thank him for that. Asking if they got any water and water or supplies I could get. I mean, I'm... yeah, yeah. Billy's gonna have some of that for sure. Yeah. He'll set you up. And uh, close. What's your my... luck? Uh, my luck is uh, fifty-four. He doesn't have any spare gas, unfortunately. Okay. About clothes, because I've been wearing a hospital gown. 
Probably had my yeah. ass. ass yeah, he's got out. some black slacks and black shirts and Oh, black, always great for the desert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, it's better than exposed skin, so so okay. Um Yeah, he's even got a pair of old boots. All right. That uh that that'll more or less fit you. All right, I, I think he might go. Obviously, I don't have a wallet to be able to pay back or anything, but yeah. he just holds up his hand and says, "No, no, no." Listen, what, I mean, you gotta, you gotta bring in a task force or something to take these guys down, right? That's the plan. We got one. I want to check something out before I, where I head out completely. All right, it's, uh, it's a fool's hope, but I'm hoping that maybe I can. Uh, I can uh, find my my friends. Maybe they got. Maybe when I created a distraction, they they got out too. I hope so, John. Maybe we should get the hell out of here too. John says, mm, "That sounds like a good plan." Yeah, and I t- I ask him. I'm like, going, if you get out of here, I give him the number to the FBI office, and I give him my badge number so they can you know verify." verify this that i they did see me well i would ask you for a lift but uh i think you have too much heat on you already yeah he tucks the book up under his arm and he walks out and says i'll just go do a few things at the shop and then uh uh, billy you want to pick me up in 20 minutes maybe maybe longer half an hour yeah so this is all right you're gonna go dig your car out Yep. Dig it out. Give me a listen roll. Okay. Billy Billy goes back inside. Just kind of almost says, "I wish I knew why why those boys just turned around like that and left." It's really bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. My listen roll's been crap all game, and it it's still okay. bad. <laughs> okay. Cool. Okay. Um. So you don't hear anything until. Um, you hear a scream um, of a man in distress and pain, which I imagine catches your attention. Oh, yeah. You've got the car almost fully dug out by this point. Um, Turn and look in the direction, and you can see John Thunder now on the ground. It looks like he's being mugged by a bunch of dirty kids. Okay. Um, And they're all over him. Um, you see shreds of what you presume to be cloth flying. Um, you see spraying of blood. Oh, yeah, if the blood spraying out, yeah, then because I was just going to shoot over their heads to get their attention. Mm-hmm. To get their attention, uh, I probably still would. They still look like children to me. I'm yeah, gonna, so you I'm just gonna... pull out your gun and start shooting in the well, air. It's a thirty. It's a thirty out six. So it's just, oh, right, 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 rifle. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I kind of aim and make sure I'm take a shot. Yeah, but purposely missing. Okay, they continue the assault for several seconds. No, they don't. They didn't. They didn't stop. So uh, I put another bullet in the chamber and go, "Hey, you little shit! What the fuck are you doing?" And they break and start all running almost in like a formation, like uniform, um, east. Hmm. Well, 
John is what, just laying there yeah. motionless. Yeah, I'm going to run His clothes over. Clothes are all torn. He's bleeding from multiple locations. I'm going to run over to John and check him out. He's gasping for air. He's choking on blood. He looks at you. He says, Tehihan. Tehihan? Tehihan. The little cannibals. They what must be her servants. What? What is going on out here? Why are there cannibals everywhere? <sighs> the book. They took the book. Oh shit! He's like, I, 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 I don't know what's in that book, but that that girl risked her life to get it to you. It's, it's got to be important. I'm gonna try and do some quick first aid. Check his ABCs. Okay. Um, he's he's mortally wounded. He's dying. Okay. I'm gonna. Uh, he reaches up a bloody hand, puts it up on your collar, and grips it. Mm-hmm. You you have to stop her. Oh. Right. His eyes just stare at you blankly as he lets out his list. Death rattle. Right. Oh, I'm ticked off now. I'm gonna go running back to my car and get it. Billy's started. coming running out now. He's got his double barrel shotgun in his hand. He's like, What's going on? I heard gunshots. He's like John! uh he's he said these these things, these kids attacked him. He called in the Tihihan. He said they were a cannibal or something. They 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 took his book. Why? I got no idea. Not nothing about this town's made sense since I've I've arrived. It's like I'm I'm going after him. You want to want to ride? I've got an open seat. He looks over at your Chevy, and he uh, points at the little little garage there um, mm-hmm. beside the church. He says, we'll take mine. All right. I like it. I imagine you're a better shot than me. I'll drive. Okay. I'll take shotgun. Goes over, throws open the, um, the, uh, the garage door, and there is a 1965 Cadillac Eldorado convertible. Oh, yeah. Born to be Fire wild, engine red. <laughs> All right. He's like, going, this is, I go, this is better than mine. Fires it up. The engine purrs to life. And you guys head out on the road. And he says, where are we going? Go, we're headed east. That's what, that's where they, that's where they went. Do we still see them or did they uh, kind of disappear? You see their dust cloud, but they're moving very rapidly. All right. I point out the dust cloud and I go, that's them. They're moving with an unnatural speed. <laughs> he says, well, they're not using roads either. That's going to make things a bit more difficult. I sure hope Seth and his boys are, uh, all, are all tucked away in church right now. That's all I got to say. Well, Seth's tucked away in the ground. My, bu- my, really? buddy, my buddy took care of him. <sighs> Seth and Dr. Brenner? No, we're... Oh, something tells me Avatar ain't never going to be the same again. Well, that can only be good from what I've seen. 
All right. And so he hammers it and starts driving you out uh, into the backbone. Okay. We go back to Dr. Quinn and Chris. So when you guys now leave the, uh, the kind of serpent nest, if we want to call it that, the giant snake nest, and start making your way <clears throat> back um, to the last junction where you now need to take the other direction, I presume, or were you planning to... Right, continue to the else. right. Yep. Yeah, you can continue deeper remaining. Yep. Okay, so you work your way back, and then you go right, and you come up to a junction where now the tunnel is widened up again. It can continue on straight ahead, or you can take this tunnel to the right, which I presume you're going to since it's yep. on the right. Um, mm -hmm. And this one's interesting because this, like, you know, at this point, it's kind of like a uh, like a 60-foot natural cave and it leads um, up to an area where you now see a man-made tunnel it kind of turn it turns into a man-made tunnel after a while you can see where they basically carved into the wall of this this cave um, this is a mine shaft we've broken into There's the mines. A, there's a pile of stone debris and various pieces of mining equipment littering the floor just inside the cave. You see several hard hats. There's a pneumatic drill, two pickaxes, an ore cart laying on its side. I'm going to pick up a pickaxe. Um, yeah. We, we can find our way heavy. out now. You find the skeletal remains of several humans. Mm. Judging by the clothing and, and what remains they look like they were miners wasn't this a wasn't there an accident yeah wasn't yeah didn't people get lost in the mine or killed in the mine what if we're on the other side of the of the accident you know what I mean we might oh, not be able to find our way out we might be trapped but let's let's try it anyway because we might find a way out of here Okay, let's. I mean, there's got to be more things around here we can make use of too. I would think. Yeah, anything that looks like a weapon that we could use against giant snakes. And well, pickaxe is good. Yeah, but they're heavy. But uh, yeah, toss the the crowbar and pickaxe and torch. Okay. Yeah. Any uh, any uh, like carbine lamps or anything. That miners would use. They just need water. Like? No, I don't think so. I don't think your luck's that high. All right. What's your luck? No. No, no, no. Uh, like th you might find a couple of old lanterns or lamps, but they're just busted and you know unusable. Uh, actually, if you're looking at the bodies, you'll see that all of these men have m multiple broken bones. Um, well, they were probably crushed when the. the, the we got to be careful. Exactly. We don't want to. Exactly. We don't want to cave in. Okay. Okay. So you can continue down the mine shaft if you wish. Yeah. Yeah, we might as well. Where else are we gonna go? Out. We might okay. find other supplies in here that we can use. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Water, even. Uh, we haven't see. had water. Mr. 
uranium. We could make an atomic bomb and blow everything up. So you go up away, and then you come to um, a point in the tunnel that is blocked by heavy planks, um, like seemingly nailed, seemingly nailed across the passage, but from the other side. You're guessing because the nails, you know, you want to right. the side. Yeah. Is there a way to sort of squeeze our way through? Um, if only we still had crowbars. Go back and get them. <laughs> oh, I didn't let go of my. Uh... Yeah. Oh, I yeah, you can, you can, you can force your way. You can make your way through. Plus the pick. Uh, once you get can... through the other side, um, spend a little bit of time just kind of removing some planks and making your way through. Um, you can see there on the other side. There's a sign on this blockage. It says restricted area. Unauthorized entry is prohibited per Department of Energy Order 34561. It's fairly obvious now that this is, you know, the runner where that mm -hmm. tragedy must have occurred. But did the, did the bodies look like they were actually crushed by falling material or were they just bodies sitting out in the open? They look like they had been probably crushed in a fall, yeah. Although, you know, somebody's oh, okay. obviously okay. cleared some of that debris. But they left the bodies here. Well, the rocks may have rolled off of them after they Perhaps. crushed their bones. It's also possible that they couldn't get to them. by hidden roll. Oh, yeah. I am not keeping my eyes open. I, yeah, it's a 26 out of 45. So you'll notice that as you're kind of like investigating this deeper, Chris, trying to figure out what happened here, you know, occasionally in the tunnel, there's desiccated remains and scattered throughout, and um, you notice there's about, there's the remains of 14 men. Um, but you notice, uh, as you're looking at some of these bloodstains, you notice one on the wall that catches your attention, and you realize it's words written in blood on the wall says hell is empty and all the devils are here make a note of that point it out to dr quinn is this a quote or anything that you know of or is this just it just sounds completely true <laughs> from what we've true. seen of this, this place is fucking hell Keep going deep. Keep going into the mines. Well, now at this point, I suppose we want to go up, right? Yeah, are we not going? We've reached a mine shaft. We yeah, we'd like to find our way out. Would we not? Is are there are there any tracks? I mean, you know, uh, like for mine carts. Or um, yeah, yeah, I'm sure there are. There would be yeah. Well, we should be able to follow them to the junction and then follow our, try to find our way out. Yeah, you can just start making your way through the shafts and trying to find your way out. Okay, so that will lead you from here. I would like okay. to find a big, gigantic tractor, get it started, and drive straight towards that fucking compound to just go right through the middle of it. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you just? And if we could get that pneumatic drill. Okay. So yeah, and once you come out, 
you will find yourself. Um, where's the entrance here? Here it is. Uh, description. So you can see, um, you know, you're obviously you're in the Wayland Mines. You, you must, it's the only mines you've heard about in this area. Right. Um, you can see um, broken gates. Um, you can see faded radiation warning signs. There's no growing plants, no insects or any signs of life around here. Um, occasional bird of prey might fly overhead, but even they seem to be giving you a wide berth. The air is suffused with a harsh acerbic chemical order that lingers in the back of your throat and irritates your eyes. Um, there are a number of low concrete structures that look like tombs and scattered pipes sticking out of the ground like iron bones. Ground is scarred with deep crisscrossing excavator tracks that decades of wind and rain have been unable to erase. Um, is there any sign of electrical lines coming in or telephone lines? Yeah, phone, telegraph or telephone or anything. Um, so as the wind kind of blows across these openings, one of which you're standing in into the mines, um, it creates kind of a deep moaning sound. You can't help but think of the lost souls that gave up their lives uh, for this godforsaken place. Lucky bastards. Uh, <laughs> their struggles are over. And uh, see here. There's the office, right? Yes. Okay. Where's the entrance? This is where you are. A boom. Okay. So yeah. So to your um, looking to your left, you can see there's another entrance right beside the one that you're at, and then just a little bit beyond that is a uh, blackened structure. Looks a little more than a burned out husk with a, a metal roof warped and rusted. Um, you do see uh, it, it has a, a phone line connected to it. If we can. That must be the office. It's going to be a million to one chance, but. Let's go check it Walking out. towards it. Um, and sure enough, you see a charred sign hanging askew on the front wall that says Wayland Mining Company, main office. Looking inside, you see uh, several blackened kerosene cans. Give me a spot hidden check. Oh, six. Nope. Um, you find the remains of an open lighter, making it clear that someone burned this place down uh. decades ago. Hmm. Uh -oh. Somebody wasn't happy the way things went down. Yeah, phones trashed. Shit. Are there any vehicles around? No. No. If we could follow the phone line, it's going to lead somewhere. Probably back to Avatar. Mm. Does it does it go in that direction, or does it go in a different direction? Phone line would be a tugger. That'd be a phone line. Yeah. Hmm. Go to um, yeah. No. No. It looks like. Um, actually. Give me intelligence rolls. Uh, yes, pass. Regular. You remember seeing some poles leading out this way um, from Avatar before? Um, but the lines, well, most of them didn't have lines anymore running between them. Right. They're down or something, you don't know. 
probably since the mine has been closed, nobody bothered to. Well, it would make sense that it would all go back to a junction there. But it'll help us find our way back if we need to. Christopher, what are we going to do? Oh, yeah, you want to try to get your approximate ideas to where you are in comparison to abattoir yeah. and uh, the compound. Um, let me pull back up my map of the area. I really need to buy one of the handout things that we made in this so I can just rip them all out. <laughs> well, I would assume Avatar is to our right hand. Okay. <clears throat> quite a bit. Oh, yeah. You guys have gone a long, long way. Um, you looking out? Yeah, you reckon you're probably about five miles from Avatar now? Or about... Oh. Uh, Three and a half, maybe from the homestead. Three to three and a half. Oh, homestead's closer. No. And you're actually, you can finally figure you're probably a couple of miles from uh, where you've entered those caves, the serpent cave. You're southeast of there. Is this, this is the only structure, the only semi-standing structure? Nope. There is a tool shack um, further up. Um, which would have once contained some of the more expensive mining equipment. Um, and there is ore processing, which is the largest building on the site right next to the tool shack. It has concrete walls and a corrugated metal roof that is heavily pitted with rust. Steel sliding doors are closed and secured with a massive padlock. Metal sign above the lock says, warning, contaminated area, access prohibited by order of the U.S. Department of Defense. And every few feet along the outer wall of the structure are more bright yellow warning signs that say danger, radiation. We should go in there. Huh. <laughs> well, you know what? Aside from that, Maybe then we should it's at least just look. shacks. And... Mm -hmm. We are so we far out. Good luck where we yeah. What time? What's the time of day? Sorry. Sorry. Oh, it's um, high noon or something. It's um, no, it's not even high noon yet. Let's see. We've let's walked for hours. Let's say dawn was at, let's say dawn was at six. Um, so it's probably about eight, nine, somewhere between eight and nine in the morning. Have we slept? Mm. We didn't sleep all night, did we? Let's find a place here to to you know, curl up in a one of these buildings and just <sighs> we're in the mine shaft somewhere. Tool shed and, but do you want to look in? I, mm. Well, look in the tool shed, but don't go in those buildings with the radiation. I mean, we'll... Okay. Do we'll, look in the tool shed? Sure. I'm, I'm curious. I keep looking at it, thinking about it, but the only remaining item in the tool shed that's been cl cleared out long ago is a wooden box containing eight dusty mining hats and a broken pickaxe. Well, safety first. Put on the mining hat. These mining hats have lights on them. Ah, car carbine lights? Uh, it says fuel. So oh, okay. gasoline or lamp oil, whatever. Mm -hmm. All right. So fuel. Well, let's, just, found... let's let's find some place to rest. Yeah. 
Yeah. Where? In the office? Or in burnt the out uh, office? The office place? is all burned, right? Yeah, it's burnt out. The office is like a tin shack out in the sun. Yeah, that's way too hot. Let's yeah. just go in go back mind. into the mine for a bit. Okay. Cool. Sorry, guys, I need to take a quick bio break. All right, bio break. Five minutes later. Okay. So, Christopher and Dr. Quinn, you guys are going into the uh, into the mine shaft to try to get some rest where it'd be cooler and sheltered. Yeah. Correct. You said there's a second mine shaft, though. There's three. Three. There's three entrances. Yes. To the same. There's multiple shaft. shafts. There's three entrances. Yeah. They probably all calling. connect somewhere. There inside. are two over there by the office, and then the third one is up past the uh, ore processing tool tool shack. Oh, your choice, Doctor Quinn. Um. Whichever one looks most secure. I don't know. Probably all look the same. Probably so the one that came in. Well, that one's got the area that collapsed. So let's go to the next one over. Okay, fair. Don't want to sneeze and have the whole thing come down. True. <laughs> and how long, how long are you going to kind of hide out there? It's like 9 o'clock in the morning? I think we're going to try to sleep. So mm-hmm. that's going to depend on... Okay. When our bodies tell sleep. us. Yeah, we cool. could maybe do a... Give me constitution rolls. Okay. With a penalty die. With a penalty die, okay. Mm-hmm. Just because you guys have been up for days. and. Uh, both passes. Nope. Okay. Christopher yeah, failed. 90 and 97. Yep, done. Okay. So Richard, you're in the the Cadillac with Billy. He drives you out straight up Hackett Road, right out onto the Red Road, right onto the Highway of Blood. Okay. You don't see any other cars out here anymore. That's good. Um, You've lost track of the the, uh, dust cloud from the kids who were running off across the desert because Billy has had to stick to the roads, unfortunately. Yep. Uh, but he's still, he is uh, definitely pushing the speed a bit. So I'll give a roll actually here. See if he maintains control. Yes, he does. Okay, cool. So he manages, drives you out there, um, go right out past the compound. Mm-hmm. Um, the doors are closed on the compound and uh, you might Get a glimpse of somebody standing up um, in a little, like on the on the wall, kind of basically by the gatehouse, like a oh, lookout. Um, and they look like they're holding a long rifle in their arm or something, but they don't like aim it at you guys or anything as you drive out here. Um, All right. They just seem to be keeping a lookout. Um, speaking of which, how far exactly? Okay, so you drive out here. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. It brings you within. Uh, quarter mile of the, the homestead itself but yeah and then you continue out continues out further down red road heading uh southeast um until it comes to a junction where there's a road that runs off to the left and right he goes past that to the next junction 
basically which is like a Y, you know, okay. the road, you can go off to the right or go off to the left. Going off to the left, it starts to loop around and kind of head back up north and that's the direction he goes. Um, and you take that winding road up um, a couple of miles and that will bring us here. So this road, Billy will point out to you, um, is appropriately called Serpent Road. Mm. And Serpent Road basically fades out of existence about 100 feet from a steep cliff face. You see several abandoned cars littering the area, some of which dating back to the early 1900s. All of them are heavily weathered and seem to have been burnt out. Okay. You can see a six foot wide by 12 foot high fissure standing out black against the lighter sandstone, sandstone around it. And standing to either side of it are two crude sandstone obelisks, each hmm. uh, a spire of about three feet tall with a dark metal ring embedded in it. So Billy kind of pulls up the car and stops. He says, well, this is the end of the road and well, about as close as I can get us in a car anyway to the point that John marked on your map. Hmm. Yeah. Well look I at mean, all of these look at all these wrecks. Yeah, something's been going on out here for a while. I mean, people just haven't been dumping their car here. There must be fifty or more cars here. No. Let's uh let's go check it out. The caves? Is that where we're going? Well, probably eventually, but let's check out the vehicles and those uh, pillars over there. So. He reaches over, opens up the glove box, pulls out a flashlight. All right. Good. Checks to make sure the batteries still work in it. They do. So I got another one in the trunk. Well, let's bring it. Never heard He's got his double barrel shotgun. Okay. Oh, yeah, weapon-wise. We forgot all about that when you were leaving to go, yeah? Um, ah, I guess wasn't really much time anyway. Yeah. Okay, so he's got the double barrel shotgun. You each have a flashlight. Yep. He gets another flashlight out of, the, out of the trunk for you. And he pulls out, there's like a whole emergency pack there. You know, it's like a first aid kit, flares, all that stuff, you know? He just grabs that. Sounds good. Sends right. it over his shoulder. Uh, I'll follow uh, my buddy's leads, even though I don't know it. And I'll grab the the lug wrench. Yeah. Never okay. know when you need to bash something. Well, exactly. You know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd rather have a rusty freaking tire iron than no weapon at all in this kind of situation. That's right. Okay. So. Um, Go approach the cars, and I'm kind of looking for the newest model. Oh, okay, cool. So you're going to look at the cars. Yeah, I want to make you make a roll to notice, and you'll definitely quickly spot the frame of what looks like a uh, 1975 Dodge Charger, okay. Challenger, one of the two. Right. I really should get that straight. <laughs> I know. There's different. Uh, I'll check the check the glove box, see if there's a registration or anything in there. Uh, well, it's all burnt out, unfortunately. Okay. So there's not. But right. um, just looking at it, though, you can 
pretty much tell uh, this this matches the description. It's the challenger, yeah, not the charger. Dodge Challenger. Um, matches the you know description of Wallace's car from what you could tell, you know, in 1975, Dodge Challenger. Yep. You saw the license plate at the last stop. Mm -hmm. Looks like you now found the rest of the car. Uh, right. Looking around inside, like I said, it is pretty burnt out. Um, I don't think you wouldn't be you wouldn't find blood stains or anything in a burnt out car, would you? Probably not. Don't think so. It's just all no. burnt out. All right. Pop the pop the trunk. See if they stored a body yeah. right there. Yeah, sure. You pop it open. Um, nope. Let's see. What would you find back there? You might find some. Yeah, you would find some bags though. Some okay. uh, like like you know sack backpack type bags, you know. Uh, and they have changes of clothes and stuff in them. Clothes, toothpaste, toothbrush. Okay. Yeah. All right. I assume there, I'm a big man, so I assume none of them are going to fit fit me. So I kind of dump it out. And besides, we're, we're going into a cave. Mm, you can look look through it anyway and see. Um, yeah, none of it quite fits you, no. Okay. Uh, looks like you got four packs, um, one of which was uh, a girl's. Mm -hmm. Just by the clothing. Yeah. Okay. Three minutes. Sounds good. All right. We'll all walk off. Notice that the torch is open and it looks like someone messed with the oil recently. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, oh man, who, who would have been messing with the oil in this car? Then uh, press on. Okay, right. so you head into the uh, into the caves. Well, first, we're going to check out the obelisk because with that uh, iron ring on it, what I'm thinking is they're strapping people to it. Let's go a quick quick examination of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you touch it? Sure. I could yeah. Think of what reason yeah. I would? Yeah, you're checking it out. Uh, like it looks like there was some kind of markings, maybe like writing on the obelisk at one point in time, but it's just faded from time. You know what I mean? It's so worn down. Right. So they seem really old. Um, as you can reach out, you can almost hear like a hum, you like an inaudible hum coming from this thing. And you reach out, touch it, bam! It gives you a shock, knocks you back about a foot. What the fuck? Billy looks is like, you know, kind of lifts his shock in halfway. I was like, what the hell? It's like, I, I'd say static electricity, but I, I don't know what to think about this place anymore. It's like, he's like, well, come on, let's find this bitch. Give me a, give me a spy hidden roll. Okay. Mm, no. No? Okay. No. All right, into the cage you go. Oh, um, roll for Billy. Okay, cool. Yep. All right. You guys move into the cave. Um, it's pretty dark. As I described the cave to the guys earlier, at this point, it's still pretty narrow. Um, go in several hundred feet, about uh, maybe five, six hundred feet or so, before you come to a junction which goes left and right. Okay. Um... We'll go left. Always take the left-hand path. Okay, you go left. And uh, 
walk down a little ways. It goes a couple of hundred feet. It goes about a hundred feet, turns hard to the right, and then goes about another hundred feet when it comes to a dead end. Oh. You're about to turn around when your eyes catch a glint behind an outcropping of rock. Looking closer, hmm. you can see the skeletal remains of a man curled up into a ball. His clothes hang off him in tatters, and he clutches a large leather-bound book. Hmm. Um, the clothes, can I tell what decade they would have been from? Yeah, so you're looking over them. Man, looks like Civil War era, maybe earlier. Wow. Uh, I will very carefully handle the book then if it's uh, over 100 I'm suspecting it's 100 years old. It is a moldering Bible, heavily decayed, chewed around the edges. Um, it's in very poor repair. All right. I'm try His and just... bones also show signs of having been gnawed on by small rodent-like teeth. Yeah, it's not too surprising. Let's see if uh, it's got a family tree or anything in the Bible. Does not. Okay. All right. Well. There we go. Billy says a little prayer. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like he's been here a while. I mean, but it's the dead end. Give me a listen roll. No. No, fail. Hang on a second. Wait for my lag to stop again. Yeah, looks like you're back with us. Okay, I'm back. Yeah, there we go. Okay, sorry. How did you do on that listen roll? Fail. Okay. So you get to start to turn back, and then Billy says, wait, wait, wait. Shh, listen, hear that? No. No, I don't. And now you kind of listen closer. Now he shushes you. Now you can hear sounds like footfalls, like the way you're headed. Okay. All right. Tell him to click off his flashlight. No, he does, yeah. yeah click off mine. Let's try and uh, move forward as gently as possible. You know, okay. Our... Yeah. Um, so you start to move forward kind of slowly. Um, the footfalls get further and further distant, kind of disappearing off of ahead of you. Okay. Um, yeah, the tunnel seems to widen up and open up quite a bit then moving further in it just sound like one one set of uh football? no many many okay all right it's a good sign that could be the guys we're looking for mm. stole, stole his book all okay right. so you go moving forward yep moving forward and uh what i'll do is i'll take uh turn on my flashlight maybe put like some cloth across it so there's still light coming through but it's not quite as bright since we know mm -hmm. others are in here with Smart. us so the cavern seems to get wider and wider um eventually there's a tunnel leading off to the left a uh, narrower tunnel as the the widening cavern seems to be curving around to the right okay we'll check out the narrow narrow tunnel on the left you know okay stick with our go left walking down path. there so it narrows down quite a bit again down to like less than 10 feet wide in parts um, it kind of sickles around a little bit to the left, so it fades out right, then comes back around to the left. Um, and <clears throat> it ends at a smoothly carved hemisphere. A stalagmite here has been carved into a kind of pedestal. 
atop which sits a small statue of gray-green stone. The idol is only about two and a half inches tall and resembles a six-armed, two-tailed serpent. Hmm. Go well. There's... It's the first man-made thing you've seen in here. Oh, there's some kind of human life in here. I go up to it and... Uh... As you approach it, you notice it seems to be radiating um, a faint heat. Hmm. And uh, move my hand by it without touching it because, you know, you kind of feel if it's going to be mm -hmm. burning hot or anything. No, it doesn't feel burning hot. It's just warmer than the air around it for sure. Right. I'll pick it up. Yeah, it's warm to the touch. Um, holding it, like you'd say, it's probably a little warmer than body temperature. Twist it around. Find it curious. And, uh, Give me a oh, spot hidden roll. All right. Come on, dice. Oh, zero six extreme. You notice behind the pedestal in that hemispheric wall, um, a cunningly concealed door carved from wood and coated with limestone to exactly match the wall. It looks like it opens outward. I go, Bill, Billy, look at that. It's a door. So I'm going to go, uh, yeah. What is that statue of? Like, it's like, it's like, like, looks like Godzilla or something. Yeah, yeah, it could be one of those. Uh, those Wait, monsters. Godzilla hadn't been brought to America yet, then had it. Now, nah, whatever, who cares? Sure. <laughs> He's a purveyor of uh, classics. So, so yeah, oh, yeah, I, I, I suppose it was. I suppose it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I have no idea. It's like it's warm. This is all very strange. Yeah. What are we? What, what are we doing here? What are we? What? We just gonna find those things and kill them? Take John's book back? Well, yeah, I mean, to start off with, but, you know, I, I think, I think there's, there's something, something here in this that's corrupting people to make them act, act the way they did. Abattoir couldn't have always been this way. You know, I, I know it might sound crazy, but, you know, John was pretty sure of it. There's, there's something wrong. And, and this, like this, the statue, it's warm when it shouldn't be. It should be cool. Hmm. Let's check out this door. Someone tried to All hide right. it. So the door, uh, once you open it outward, opens onto a five-foot-wide staircase carved into the rock. It descends about 50 feet to an obviously intelligently intelligently made tunnel. Oh, well, I mean, we'll go uh, on in and we'll shut the door behind us. So uh, anything's coming along behind. Of course, I took their statue. But... Right. Um, okay. So how far does it go? Oh my. Yeah, it goes on for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of feet. 
um, perfectly straight line until it reaches a matching set of stairs on the far end, which ascend up to a door. Hmm. It's like a shortcut. Go up to it. I'm going to listen. Shortcut to what, he says. Yeah. I, 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 I'm a little bit afraid we're going to pop up in the compound, but we've got to. I know. I'm going to put my ear against the door. Oh, we haven't walked that far, have we? Who knows? That your mind will play tricks on you under the, in in these places. You have no point of reference. Okay. I'm going, to, I'm going to listen at the door. You don't hear anything. Okay. Open it up. Okay. It opens up. into a massive cavern. Um, this cavern is so large that you can see what look like man-made buildings, structures inside this cavern. Um, the cavern itself, let's see here. Yeah, gazing around, looking around, it's kind of overwhelming. Um, the ground slopes, um, steeply up you know to the to the right if you look to the right um you can see where the uh the ground starts to slope upward to another like tunnel which you assume would be maybe the long way here um this cavern is hundreds of feet across with a vast domed ceiling hanging in the air near the apex of the chamber is a brilliant crystalline sphere that radiates a greenish radiance bathing the entire area in a gangrenous light Hmm. Uh, unlike so many other caves in the system, you don't see any evidence of stalagmite or stalactite growth. The ground is covered with a dense layer of pulverized sandstone. Paving stones form a, a kind of road that leads from the doorway um, to a series of structures spread across the cave floor. When I say doorway, I mean the uh, path to the uh, to the right. Right. Um, you know, the norm, normal pathway. Um, there's a similar, though, however, yeah, actually, there isn't one from where you are because you're standing right in front of one of the buildings, the central building. Um, the structures are unlike any culture you've ever seen or heard of. Um, tall, narrow architecture, tapers from bottom to top forming sharp peaks. No visible windows, although doorways seem probable. Uh, several of the buildings appear to have suffered damage at some time in the distant past, though any debris has either been reduced to dust or removed since. Um, the largest structure at the far end, so straight back from, uh, like straight ahead of you as you look forward, um, appears to have been at least partially carved from the living rock itself. Mm. You don't see any movement or any sign of life. Uh, it's absolutely silent point where even the sounds of your own footsteps make no echoes in here. Huh. What in the... Um, so structures, straight in front of you. The structures in the complex seem to jut out from the floor like giant wedges of stone. Um, there's no, no seams to suggest they were constructed out of individual blocks. The central building extends from the back wall right up to almost right in front of where you are, almost bifurcating the cavern. Two other buildings flank it to the left and right, 
uh, with the remnants of several smaller ruins in their midst. The ruins are little more than portions of wall and a few obelisk-like pillars. Huh. Give me a power check. Okay. Regular. You feel very strongly like you're being watched. Okay. I uh, look around and I uh, kind of I go I go Billy Billy uh, have you ever heard of anything like this? It's like one of those underground cities you see in the uh, movies or something yeah? Yeah except it's real I just feel like there's something here that we can't see. It just feels like we're being I've watched. Always felt like there was an evil presence around Abattoir. It feels stronger than ever here. Well, maybe this is what John Gunn was talking about. Maybe this is where his friend went. He uh, just kind of hefts the shack and says, oh, I'm with you. You lead, I'll follow. All right, I appreciate that. I'm gonna go toward the uh, largest building. Okay, the one directly in front of you. Yep. So let me see here. Uh, okay, at the complex we got, that is a building over there on the right, yes. Okay. Yeah, this is the main building. Why is there no letter here? Or is there one that I'm just not seeing? That? Oh, there is. Okay, 15E. I got it. My eyes are getting bad. <laughs> yeah, so this central building is clearly built for some sort of religious purpose. The wide steps lead to a five-foot-wide triangular doorway that reaches its peak nearly 35 feet up the face of the structure. Inside, it opens to a vast hall with a raised altar at the back. Stairs lead to a dais upon which sits a throne-like seat carved from a single piece of obsidian. A doorway behind the chair opens uh, to presumably another chamber. Okay. I'll go up to the altar and just put the statue on it. Okay. I don't feel like carrying this thing around anymore. Set it down? Yep. Okay. Nothing happens. Oh, and on the, is there any type of writing or anything around? No. Okay. Huh. All right. Go on up to the uh, doorway that you mentioned. To the doorway. The next room is a cathedral-like hall with two rows of tapered pillars. Each pillar is carved with images of a massive serpent, uh, serpent being with six arms and two tails. Okay. Um, there is a small side chamber on the left, uh, which on quick examination looks to be a kind of preparation room for priests or priestesses or whoever uh, serves these, well, whatever blasphemous gods worshipped here. Hmm. Some kind of insane snake cult out here. Hmm. It's like going, but. It's almost like they they died out or were wiped out. I haven't seen anything. And 
Billy says, did you hear that? No. No? I heard, what, what? I heard, I heard a child. Quick, come, come. He turns, he starts going back the way you guys came. Kind of jog with him. Take a look at my gun. He jogs back out of the temple, kind of looks left and right. Uh, and then he goes around the <clears throat> right side um, and towards the building along the back of the wall, right? Mm-hmm. Um, on Well, would, would, would be the left side if you were facing from the direction you came, but yeah. Um, and he starts walking over there. Now, there is a heavy metal door, actually, on this building. Okay. Um, and it's uh, it's actually open already, though. All right. It opens into a great pillared hall. The pillars are tapered and covered with bas-relief carvings of upright serpents with arms and legs, ophidian heads and tails, and wearing ornately decorated robes. Um, these serpent people are depicted performing various rituals and ceremonies. Uh, it's quite clear from these depictions that the few humans shown are lowly slaves. Hmm. Um, the hall extends to the right and left more than 100 feet each direction and at least 80 feet to the far side across. Okay. Um, in here, there are fires. Um, oh. You can see um, little fires up. Uh, bundled around the uh, this massive room. Okay. Um, scattered about the chamber. And they are being tended. You see figures walking around in here. There's there's light from the fire. Seem like small children tending these fire. Okay. Um, when I see that, I uh, raise my gun and then go, go, hey. Hey, we're... Were you out, out earlier today? They continue doing whatever it is they're doing. And you get a better look as you kind of get closer, I assume. Mm, yep. Yeah, to get a better look. Um, you notice now that these children are hairless and they're wearing dusty gray robes. Their eyes look to have been sewn shut and their heads are covered in either red paint or blood. Each of them is uh, carrying a bundle of what looked like some kind of fungus that they occasionally toss onto the fires. Uh, the smell of the burning fungi is pungent and makes the room feel a little claustrophobic despite its massive size. As you glance up, you see a child suspended about eight feet off of the floor, steel hooks passing through the fleshy parts of his back, forearms, and calves attached by chains to the ceiling overhead. The suspended child is wrapped with something like linen bandages that have been painted with blood red symbols, their heads hanging towards the floor. It's clear that this child is breathing. Um, and as you watch, one of the fire tenders picks up a stick with a wad of cloth tied around one end from a nearby bucket. He pushes it up to the face of the, the, the boy who hangs from the ceiling, who then begins to greedily drink what he can wring from the wet rag. Okay. I look around. Is there any, like, 
pulley system that I could lower that child down with? Uh, looking around, yes, you would find one. Yes. All right, I'm gonna go over there because I mean, seeing a child hung like that, I don't want that to happen. I'm gonna go down there and try and lower him down. Okay. The other um, two children that you see in uh, I'll say there's two children in the gray robes walking around. Uh, they continue. They don't even seem bothered by your presence. They just continue tossing mushrooms onto these these fires. Hmm. What if their ears have been gouged out with their eyes sewn shut? I mean, they're not reacting to us at all, Billy. So once I get the uh, child that was hanging down, I'm going to go over to him and see if I can get the hooks out of him. Yeah, you can. Um, you, you probably want to be a little careful about it. Yeah. 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 Everything I've seen. Yeah. He is. Um, you know, he, he weighs very little, so it isn't too hard to free him from the hooks. Um, Billy will help you. It's easier with the two of you, you know? Right. Um, yeah, but he is in an extremely bad state. He seems um, heavily malnourished and dehydrated. Um, he doesn't even really try to speak to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, gasps a bit. Yeah. Can I try some first aid on him? Okay. Give me a roll. You have a first aid kit. You can roll with a bonus die. Oh, nice. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. Uh, first aid 19 is a hard. Okay. Yeah. So you give him some more water yep. and, uh, you know, kind of check his little. There's not much. Not much bleeding from where you removed the hooks. It looks like he's been hanging here for days. Already. Okay. Yeah. All right. And he, he, he uh, has a moment of, uh, what do I call it? Clarity or whatever. And he says, Mom? It's like, is that you? It's like, no, no. It's a, uh, I'm a friend. He tries to kind of like peel his eyes open. You can almost audibly hear the crust breaking as he does so. Hmm. Who, who are you? He's like, I, 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 I'm FBI. I'm F, FBI. Who, who are you? My name's Jimmy. Oh, shit. Jimmy, you gotta help my mom. They took my mom. They, my God, they they, they killed my dad. It's like trying well, to protect us. Well, Jimmy, uh, <laughs> we're gonna get you out of here. They fed me weird meat and made me drink what I think is blood. They were dancing and singing and going well. They're like. They're they're like kids, but they're not. Like I, I I've seen him. It's like like come on, Jimmy. We can discuss this later. I'm gonna pick him up. Okay. All right. And Easy I'm to like, do. He's light. Yeah. I'm like Billy. We got to get him out of here. It's like going. To, I, I was like like is 
his mom. I don't say that his mom's gone because I'm not gonna say it in front of him. But that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, his mom's gone. His dad's gone. Uh, you know, my mission's changed. I got to get this kid out of here. So, what about the rest of that creepy church? That creepy church. It'll be there when when we we come back. He's he's like this this child's all that's left. All right, where are we gonna take him? We take him to the take him to the sheriff's. Yeah, take him to the sheriff. Take him to to Marathon. Get him some help. Like like you know, we'll be able to mo- get some people motivated to come out here and blow this fucking place up. All right. Do this to a child. Let's do it then. Okay. All right. And uh, head back out. Uh, my goal is now to retrace my steps back to that car. Try and get out of here. Got something to save, hopefully. As you step back out, um, out of this conversion hall is what it's actually called, but out of this, this hall, um, back into the kind of big cavernous area with the pulverized sandstone, Give me a spot head and roll. Okay. Uh, hard. You're looking at like, like okay. Yeah, granted, there was no stalactites or stalagmites in this area, but those rocks weren't there. That rock wasn't there before. That oh. rock wasn't there before. Like Billy, we're gonna have to run. And then the rocks change into more of the small cannibal children. Looks like about 12 of them around the room. They just kind of bare their their sharp teeth at you. And the the boy screams and like tries to bury himself in your chest. Well, it's a kind of a horse scream. He's pretty dehydrated, but yeah, he gasps loudly, buries his head in your chest. Billy raises up the shotgun. And I think we'll leave it there for the next session. Jeez. <laughs> Perfect uh, breaking spot. Our players included Sean Little, Keith Craig, and myself, with Ian Christensen as the keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added to post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The cost of all with a short provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Riley, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good game.